What's up, world? Welcome to Basie Podcast episode 110. I'm sat here with the very cool Tyler Clark. How are we doing, Tyler? Very well. Thank I don't you. know why I chose very cool. Yeah, As I started that sentence, I'm like, what am I going to say? The very, I was going to say handsome, but that might be gay. Um, <laughs> might be a bit strange. Tyler, what's up, man? Two men sitting in a room together. Calling each other handsome. Oh, yeah, looking into each other's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bond that many people don't get to share. That's true. Bromancing. Um, I'm what, doing well. What are we in our end doing of the first well. month? Yeah, End of this, this week is the fourth week, yeah. Fourth week at Base 3. How are you finding it so far? Loving it. You can be very honest. Yeah, no, we I won't am. Judge uh, I'm loving it, to be honest. Uh, everyone asks me this, and they have been for quite a while now. Sometimes the same people two times in a row. <laughs> but uh, honestly, been loving it. Is that um, me? Really enjoying it. What's that? Is that me who keeps asking you? Uh, no. <laughs> Old members and clients and friends. Um, no, really enjoying it. Been loving the community. Been loving the feel. Um, learning from other coaches and like yourself, the head coach. So, yeah, just been pretty, pretty interesting stuff so it's far. Good to know. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you haven't come. This isn't your first coaching gig. You've come into us with a bunch of experience beforehand. So it's cool for us to, for us, it's been cool as a team to have another coach who's done this in different environments and has different not approaches because fitness is pretty universal and and you fit into the team so well because obviously your beliefs are similar to ours but coming from a different environment where you do things slightly different it's cool to learn things and see things be done differently um why do you tell us a little bit about how you've gotten to where you are now go back as far as you want to yeah sure so i mean like out of high school i kind of didn't really know what i wanted to do or study or that was what two years ago a year ago (laughs) yeah i'm only 12 no um (laughs) um yeah so that was about eight years ago now or so maybe nine but um yeah so basically out of high school i wasn't too sure like what i wanted to do mm. and so i think dad uh in fact anton good old anton he, he was, messaged uh, me yesterday did he yeah oh what is a, that what a I creeper i was gonna ask you who's anton because he messaged me creeper. I didn't realize it was your man I that's thought it might wild be man yeah he, how um, funny is that he, he made some good shoe suggestions is he a runner yeah he loves running yeah he yeah. sent me a couple good shoe suggestions right. when i asked yesterday so he's actually done marathon disables so, oh wow yeah yeah no way yeah and that was that was when i was still in high school in fact um, wow. so it must be a good like oh so geez, decent, 12 years ago or so something, he's a decent 10 years runner ago. then yeah he's a good runner he, he, he loves run. it you know he used to be overweight and then that was kind of what kick-started him he did like lazy runners group which is what it is in in noosa where i'm from cool and he just kind of like yeah stuck with it enjoyed it so he kept going he now does a bit of like crossfit oh, um, nice. at one of the gyms with my mate richie um at crossfit four five six six um but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's four, five, six, six. Oh, well. I think that's the postcode. I don't think they'll um, be listening anyway. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Um, but yeah, so anyway, out of high school, I think I think it was Dad who's kind of suggested, why don't you, you know, you enjoy fitness, you enjoy health, and all that stuff. So why don't you do this? And it's quite funny. I actually, uh, I was working at McDonald's at the time, no way. <laughs> so it was a bit of a strange one, like work <laughs> at McDonald's, eating this crap food. Um, I mean, love the taste, but you know, crap food. Who doesn't? And uh, and then so went into like studying fitness, and I actually like the week or two weeks after starting my certificate in you know health and fitness whatever it was mm. um i quit mcdonald's and started cleaning toilets at uh, a crossfit gym right, crossfit, crossfit noosa and uh from there they kind of were just like oh you know like i was cleaning the toilets every night i was training there and then they were kind of just like oh do you want to do some work experience so i for my first year i kind of just like shadowed some classes i did my training there um i studied full-time for a year at a TAFE, um, which is kind of like college style okay. thing. You kind of get your certificates. So I studied a diploma in fitness. Um, and then from there, they kind of were just like, oh, do you want to come on like, not full time, but part time. And I was taking some of the coaching classes and doing PTs out of their gym. And then, uh, and then we kind of separated our ways and had our differences, which is, you know, understandable. Some people just don't work well together and that's mm-hmm. absolutely fine or different beliefs and stuff like that. Um, and one of my friends, uh, Richie, who's South African, he, uh, he opened up his gym, CrossFit 4566. And so it was just at that time when I was splitting off that he was just like, mate, come in here. You can train whenever you want. You can bring people in. Like, he was just real cool about it. And, nice. and it was really, really helpful. Uh, but in that time of me actually uh, leaving CrossFit Noosa and, and going to CrossFit 4566, um, someone from Dubai, uh, Joanna, uh, came over. I don't know if you know Joanna. She's like a regionals games athlete or team. Joanna regionals teams. Thorpe? Maybe. Yes. I okay. think so. Yeah. Does that uh, underwear now? Yeah. Joanna yeah, Thorpe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's oh, fine. no way. Yeah. She came over to CrossFit Noosa and uh, I just got to chatting to her. She was like, yeah, I'm over in uh, Dubai, blah, blah, blah. 
coaches over there are making good money. I don't know if you know Jamie Green. I was like, I have no idea who Jamie Green is. <laughs> like at this stage, Back I was then, new to yeah. CrossFit. You know, my first year of CrossFit, she was like talking to me about this Jamie Green girl. I'm like. Uh, not that much of a CrossFit wanker yet, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm watching the games. Back, back then, she probably wasn't even that big of a deal back then. No. Well, she, that's when she won the Open. 2016. That was the. Sorry, uh, yeah, sorry, Jamie. <laughs> you are a big deal. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so it was kind of like um, she was talking to me about that, making good money. And then she gave me a contact when she went back. So this was like six weeks later after okay. she left, and I had left the gym, CrossFit Noosa. Um, she kind of gave me a contact, Billy at vfuae.com. Yeah. If you want to email that number. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I got in contact with Billy and the guys at Vogue. And then I kind of, it was, it was a really quick one. I, I sent him my CV. And because Australia is six hours ahead from Dubai, yep. I sent him at like, oh, it was probably 8 p.m. at night in Australia. So it was like six, uh, two, yeah, so six hours behind, yeah, two in the afternoon. And five minutes later, I get this phone call from like a UAE number. I'm like crapping myself. I'm like, oh, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? Five minutes later. <laughs> five minutes later, I swear. Um, anyway, he picks up, I pick up the phone and he's like, what is this Noosa lad sending me a CV? Why do you want to come over here? Blah, blah, blah. Because obviously Patrick, is, uh, his partner in, yeah. the, in the business is um, Australian. So he's from Townsville, knows obviously where Noosa is and what it is. And it's a little beach town. But uh, just got to chatting and then we set up a, a Skype interview for, I believe, two days later. Right. And then we had the interview, had a good chat with them. You know, they're funny boys, as you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm quite well. And then from there, um, the, they sent me a contract like the next day. Wow. I, yeah, I looked over it and then sent them it back signed the next day after well, that. Four days turnaround. Yeah. And, and then two weeks later, I moved out there. Man. It was crazy. Like dad didn't believe it. Like he was just like, there's no way you're sending this CV. Oh, there's no way you'll follow through with this. And then I was on a plane <laughs> at the age of 20. Because, um, yeah, just to add in now. Uh, Rowan, who works here, his birthday is January the fifth, and yours is January the twelfth. Same year, so yeah, same you're year. 25 now. Yep. As is Rowan, 20. I just think that's very interesting. Yeah. Two 20 pro coaches. So you've been in the UAE for five years now. Yeah. Or just over coming five years? over, uh, coming up on five years in okay. end of May. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 2016. Yeah. I moved over here end of May. Um, and then, uh, so I met you when you first moved over. You'd been like pretty much, yeah. Like almost the, like the couple week months you, or something like or that. Or even like yeah, maybe a couple months. But uh, and Carrie's from Noosa as well. Carrie Freestone. Yeah, yeah. So strange. Her husband Jared went to the same high school I went to. Man. He even listed off a few teachers, and I was like, uh, I had those teachers too. That's crazy. <laughs> and we're like 15 years apart or whatever it is, Man. and they're still there. That's crazy. So it's quite funny. Yeah. And Small then, world. Yeah, I remember meeting you when you first come over so it's yeah. funny now that five years I was later, 20 yeah I was 20 then we met and, and here you are and then here I am yeah at your gym and then how did you find so you didn't have like a whole bunch of experience when you came over to the UAE no. so you've jumped into like a pretty and Vogue at the time was pretty established you've jumped into yeah, it's a great sure. opportunity to move into a very established organization and to kind of yeah. learn the ropes especially working with such high level athletes on the coaching staff and experienced coaches yeah. and such a varying range of members yeah how was that going from that adjustment from moving like Beachtown Australia to moving into this like fully operating yeah. fitness conglomerate so yeah I mean I've been working like I'd studied for a year and then I'd been out of that for about a year as well and I'd been working like part time coaching and stuff so you know I had a little bit of experience and the, the thing was though with CrossFit Noosa I had an amazing coaching like development stuff very cool so like the guy who owned the gym at the time doesn't now, but who did, uh, Daniel Miller, he actually was a uh, flow master for level ones uh, and twos. That's helpful. Amazing. It was, it was great because like before I went for my, you know, after I studied that year of fitness, he kind of sat me down like, hey, do you want to take this CrossFit thing seriously and like become a coach? Uh, if so, like I recommend doing the level one, which he paid for and he trained me for, you know, like really, really well to the point where um, I had so much more knowledge than I thought I would from doing a two day course. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's insane. Sure. I think back um, then doing the level one was a massive um, eye opener because massive, you yeah. had, had uh, whereas nowadays I think people have been exposed to 
yeah i agree more coaching and they you can go into a level one now and kind of know a lot of the stuff if yeah. you've been at a crossfit gym for a while i agree whereas back then it, there wasn't as much coaching depth in your day-to-day crossfit gym that going yeah. to level one i remember doing mine like this is life-changing stuff yeah whereas now it's people are a bit more in tune with what the level one is and yeah i agree because this was like seven years ago now yeah. that i did it and um and back then, like you said, I was just like, wow, this is eye-opening. You know, this is really cool stuff. I didn't think I'd learn this much over a two-day course. Yeah. Um, and I did. And, and obviously, like, his development was really cool um, and really helpful. But then on top of that, um, the head coach of CrossFit Nusa, his name's, uh, his actual name's Eugene. He'll hate me for saying this, but it's he loves it being called Woogie. Um, and he's this, yeah, he's a legend. He's an absolute legend. So he's like a New Zealander, just like, cool dude, through and through. He's like an athlete a beast he's like 40 got two three kids three kids yeah man geez they're gonna hate me for that but three kids i mean because i i spent a good couple of years with them and uh, <laughs> and like he developed me so much as an athlete and uh as a coach as well like nice. i was with him like all the time because obviously uh the owner was kind of more so doing his level ones and twos on the weekends, so he wasn't really um, coaching all the time and in the gym, whereas Woogie was coaching literally like every single class, and so I was with him most of the time. Um, And he just really, really developed me. Like, you saw my snatch the other day and you posted it, like, that's all thanks to him. Like, if if I wasn't with him, I would not be snatching the way I am right now. Cool. You know, like, he really, really developed me. And just, like, literally, I was 18 years old when I started and he wouldn't let me snatch more than 95 pounds for, like, a year. Until it was perfect. (laughs) Until it was unreal. That's so cool. And, now I can snatch 110 kilos or 115. I mean, that's my max, but, you know. Just saying. It's crazy. I don't want to brag, but you know. <laughs> uh, but that's amazing. That's what it's yeah. really good to have people like that, which yeah. is so early in your so journey in my, that ingrain yeah. those habits into you because now look at you one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's it's like it's so imperative that you actually find coaches or a group of people who actually care mm. enough to spend that time and break it down and not just be like, ah, it's good enough for now. Yeah. <laughs> no, See, everyone, they so I'm sure that. everybody would have seen, um, everyone listening to this would have seen the post the other day of the positions you hit in your snatch. And yeah. you just heard why it's Tyler's coach when he was 18 made him do a very, 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 very lightweight for a year. So when in, in the gym, we're like, take some weight off, don't go so heavy. It's not because we're trying to stop you having fun. It's because we give yeah. a shit and want to make you look better. Exactly. And it's not like we want to stop you progressing. We want you to progress further. But the only way to do that is by regressing sometimes, taking some weight off for that sure. bar taking a step back and taking 10 steps forward with that form and technique to then get the big weights on and and that's what something like he instilled in me quite at a young age i was 18 in my young career of you know being a crossfit coach and whatnot um so that was really really helpful so that that kind of like branched into moving over to yas i kind of had like a really good base and you know one of the reasons i actually got the job at uh vogue was tammy uh Mm. tammy robinson so uh, you know Tammy, yeah? Yeah, no, yeah Tammy. you know Tammy quite well. Yeah, she's amazing. Like, an absolute beast when it comes to, like, training. Like, a machine, if anyone follows her on Instagram. Um, you'll see and you'll know why. And uh, anyway, so she actually came to Noosa for three months from Brisbane um, just to train, to relax, to find something new. And then she got a contract with Vogue ah. and moved. I didn't actually know where she was moving to because we, we trained together for like two, three months or oh, whatever no while she was here. Yeah, went to the beach, hanged out, like just chilled. She was a really, really cool person. So it was really cool just to like, I had a lot of free time because I was only part-time. So we were just hanging out and having, you know, training together was really cool. And really like, that helped me develop as well. And, uh, and then so she'd been gone for about a year, a year and a half. And then I kind of like, when I got the phone call, I kind of name dropped her. And I was uh, like, oh, I know Tammy yeah. and whatnot. And then she kind of gave me like the thumbs up, the green light, like, yes, this kid will work hard if you want him to, blah, blah, blah. Cool. Cause at that stage, they'd really been only hiring athletes. Yeah. So, you know, they had lots of Jamie Green, Elliot Simmons, Aunt Tammy, Ant Monks. Like Ant is an absolute beast. And like all these guys are absolute machines. And they had um, Sabine, which is Ant's uh, wife, and she was a teacher at the time, yeah. but when she like first moved over here, but also an absolute weapon as well when it yeah. came to training, like just, you know, grit your teeth and go for it. Um, and then also Tammy's uh, old partner, Natan, was an absolute weapon as well. Yeah. And like an absolute freak when it comes to gymnastics. I mean, 
<laughs> all you have to do is he uh, was a gymnast right yeah he's yeah. insane yeah insane so like whenever you see him do anything with like i don't know muscle ups or they're handstand like, walk, perfect they're unbelievable and like <laughs> i just remember at regionals watching him do the handstand walk it was like literally he was running on i actually remember hands. one of really randomly one of our members used to uh, natan used to be he's a, te- a guy from texas an american guy yeah used to live in australia and natan was his coach in oh, australia wow. and they said they were at like a gym social at someone's house and natan broke his leg trying to drunk handstand walk down Upstairs, the flight of stairs yeah, yeah i remember that too well i obviously i wasn't there but he obviously told me the story I, yeah know, one of our members so was at the party so, so random. what a small world so natan actually taught me how to backflip in the space of 15 minutes can you backflip i could not do it right now i'd probably snap my neck but it's on my Instagram, so that's all that matters, right? Hold on. Like, because I've always thought this. I remember watching um, uh, Carl Paoli and Jason Kalipa video. They teaching Jason Kalipa how to, how to backflip back in like a 50 minute window. Yeah. And he said, if you can do, if you can hang power clean your body weight and you can do a straight knee to, el- uh, knee to elbow or knee to chest hanging, you can backflip. I was like, yeah. I'm going to fucking do this. <laughs> so literally, in like, I swear, the space of like 15, 20 minutes, he taught me how to backflip. I only mastered it for that day and then I stopped doing it because the next day I tried to do it and almost landed on my head. Well, yeah, it's tick. You don't do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you got it on video. No, I would love to actually be able to do it and just like bust it out at a party and hopefully not drink, be drunk and break my leg. But <laughs> Or po- post-snatch PR celebration. Yeah, exactly. Which is what he does every now and then, you know. Oh, nice. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't you if you could? But yeah, so that's like just the level of like caliber of athletes and and whatnot that they had at the gym they also had uh two other guys who were just leaving as i was kind of getting there sam and laura yep. um so sam's isn't sam like the best toaster bar in the world amazed he's a beast as well like i i remember when i first moved over there i actually trained with him for a little bit and it was just really cool because i'd never been around athletes like this before yeah where i'm from it's a small beach town so the caliber like i was actually getting to be the best in the gym yeah. at where i was in the space of a year uh, don't get me wrong those guys there who that are you know they could crush me in a run they could crush me maybe in a deadlift but yeah. but it's like all around i was yeah crossfit i was getting up there and so moving on to where these guys are just like leaps and bounds ahead it's just next level so i trained with him for a little bit and then um i they went to the games uh, as a team so yas went as the team and they came third at the games um so you know i just had to hold down the fort at uh, at vogue yep. you know, make sure everything runs smoothly yeah <laughs> uh, which i believe i slept in through a whole class once yeah, not the best, but you know, <laughs> we got past that. We got past that. I didn't get fired, luckily. Um, These are things you're supposed to tell me before, how you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm glad I mentioned that after. Um, no, listen, it was, you know, I was 20. I was silly back then. But anyway, um, and then I started training with Ant and uh, I trained with him for about a year and a half. And it was just like, Ant is one of the most experience. impressive athletes, purely because I from what I see, like he's obviously super committed to his training, but you never see, like you see how hard Elliot's training. Like yeah. it's on Insta, it's part of his being, he's got to promote himself for his sponsors and all that stuff, so you see it. You never see Ant like being obsessed with like, I'm gonna train, I'm gonna do this, but he always just stays at such a high level. Oh, it's and insane. I know he's the runner now, he was training for, he was training for MDS, right? Yeah. Um, so I know he's been putting a lot of time into his running, doing a bunch of charity stuff, which is really cool, so he's yeah. been promoting that more. But you just kind of forget because you don't really see that much of his training. You forget, like who Ant Monks is. Then all of a sudden, Open comes around and he's right up there still. Yeah, so oh, impressive. It's it's unbelievable. Like, I just remember oh, one year. I think he hurt his back, and then <laughs> and then Sabine, his wife, called him a pussy for not doing it, and so he did <laughs> it. And then he went to regionals. <laughs> like that's the type of caliber he is, you know. Like but, even like just he's so funny. He's like head coach at Josh, who's got like a big boy job in the fitness world. Absolutely, they've got like a dog, a kid. Like it's yeah. full time dad and everything, yeah. and still fucking still just, absolutely hammering training, just crushing it. You know, and it just doesn't seem like training's a huge priority to him. Like like he's a coach first, he's a dad first, oh, he's absolutely. all the other things, but just absolutely destroys training. Absolutely, I, I think the thing is like he's just so tapped in the head that whenever he does something he just does it really yeah. really well yeah <laughs> like he just goes for it you and know? i think he's just fucking tough as well yeah tough as nails yeah. I, just, I remember seeing a video i don't know if i told you this where uh it was so funny he was showing me this video so this is when we were like training together all the time like two times a day uh when i like basically first moved over here i remember him showing me this video of some guy doing ring muscle ups and the rings were really close to the pull-up rig 
and he did a ring muscle up and smacked his head on the bar and f- like fell down or whatever, sat down for like 20 seconds and then jumped back up. And I was just like, look at this retard. Who is this retard? It was him. Yeah. <laughs> it was Anthony Monks who just, he was literally showing himself in an open workout, smacking his head as hard as he could on a bar and dropping down. And then getting back up. And then getting straight back up and up. jumping on those rings. Dude. And that just sums him up perfectly. Yeah. Like he just just knows nothing but hard work so you know? that um that'll definitely help get into mds yeah definitely wow. for sure like he'll crush it <laughs> but yeah so i mean like that's kind of like my journey you know i went from crossfit noosa to then uh vogue fitness with the help of a lot of people around me which was amazing you know from noosa the guys there the head coach and the owner really developing me and then moving into Vogue Fitness where, you know, Billy and Pat were unbelievable and developing me. Like they put me on my level two, they put me on my weightlifting course. Um, They helped me develop with everything and anything I needed. Um, As well as like the the head coaches there, Anthony and Elliot, when when Elliot was at at Vogue still, like helped me a lot. Um, And all the guys around, like Tammy did my laundry for the first month that I was there. I was literally sleeping on her couch like every now and then when I was tired and she would do my laundry because I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> I was 20 years old, never lived out of home. I move over here and Tammy's just like this mum to me. <laughs> That's amazing. It was so funny. Wow. Um, like she even fed me, like she gave me her meals, you know, from Fuel Up. It was just, it was crazy. So, you know, I, I definitely couldn't have done it without everyone that was there. Um, and they just helped me. So I, I was looking for a place for the first month and then all the guys had this coach's house and they're just like, just move in with us. Like, you'll be fine. Like, move in with us. It's all good. Yeah. So I lived with them. I lived with them for about a year, year and a half. And it was just unbelievable because nice. obviously like you hear about the discipline needed to be an athlete and all this jazz and then to live with six of them wow. was unbelievable. Like, yeah, that was an experience. Oh, uh, absolutely insane. Um, you've got aunt who will literally leave at like 5 a.m in the morning go coach a couple classes train do work online coach a few more classes and be back at like 8 9 p.m and it like you just don't know how hard these guys work away from the gym as well as like in the gym you know but that's the thing i always found about that that was what's so impressed about the whole yas team is they were obviously like going things like going to the games loads yeah. of regional individual athletes and crushing yeah. training but there was still a fully operational coaching team yeah they were still working churning out like thousands of members and yeah. running a really successful gym absolutely whereas to be at that caliber of athlete you kind of need to be like prioritize your training yeah. get a bit more selfish with it and yeah so i think definitely like it kind of you kind of do have to separate as you go. And I think as the sports now develop, like obviously that was five years ago now. True. I think as it's developed, there's become that higher caliber of athlete where right. you do have to have that discipline of, you know what, I can't actually work five, six, seven, eight hours a day yeah. and do my training because it's just not realistic to maintain. Yeah. Maybe it works for one year, but it ain't going to work the next or the next. For sure. So I think that's where it kind of, it did kind of separate. And that's where Anthony kind of did more so focus on you know, life and work and family and all that stuff, as well as he's still training, he's still an absolute beast. And then you got Jamie and Elliot who kind of diverged a little bit and kind of took a step back from taking so many PTs and classes and yeah. just focused on their training. You can see where they're at now. You yeah, know I what think I mean? That's like the making thing. the games you, every year. If you want to make it to that level, that's the decision you've got to make. Like yeah. you said, five years ago, it would have been possible to be yeah. a full-time athlete and still make the yeah. games. Whereas now it's just the, the standard of, uh, like the minimum standards of getting to these comps now is so much higher than so it was five years ago. It, even your, your CrossFit comps that are around now, like just in the community itself, yeah. like in Dubai or yeah. in Abu Dhabi, the, the caliber of athletes that come to that are just insane. Like we're doing a comp this weekend and I mean, my goodness, I can't I like, wait to see who comes. I like the first workout. No, I don't. <laughs> it's got running. <laughs> running and one room out's clean. Perfect. I literally, literally played uh, touch football last night. and Ooh, I, got I got basketball tonight. I got blisters on the bottom of my feet. I'll catch up to you. I got blisters last time from basketball. Perfect. We'll be on the same level then. Yeah. Apart from I'll still be I can't clean as much as you and I can't run as fast as you. But yeah, we'll be on the same you, level. Are you really good at, you're really good at kettlebell swings. Yeah, there's 25 of yeah, them. I'm, I'm, I'm really going to have to break those up and fucking shit the kettlebell swings. It'll be full swings oh, and I've got really shit over mobility. So to do a full swing is really tiring for me. That's my excuse. I'm saying oh, it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Listen yeah. to her and then you bust out 25 in a row. Oh, I, think I'll, um, I think I'll get through 25, Jess. Um, I think so too. But yeah, so that was kind of like my, my, 
way into Vogue Fitness. And, and yeah, like I said, they were kind of hiring just athletes yeah. from the get-go. And I think that's kind of how they built their name. They did it insanely smart, like business-wise. Really well. They built their name. They got the team to the games. They got third at the games. Everyone knew who CrossFit Yas was or knows who they are now. And then they've still got those athletes who are, who are pushing that high level. Um, obviously, Jamie and Elliot just moved on recently. But even so, like just the past couple of years, they, they'd been making the games and everything. Um, I, I, for Vogue, you know? And again, same things I just said, but I think they, Vogue, Billy and Patty did a really good job of finding people that are good athletes that will still do the work as well. Absolutely. And I'm, I know, I'm, I'm sure I don't know over half of the Vogue coaching staff between all the facilities because there's so many of them, but um, what, other gyms did the whole athlete route and tried to bring in athletes, but then they were just athletes. Whereas yeah. I feel like the Vogue crew were coaches and athletes and you had yeah. a good coaching team and the the... The level of coaching at Vogue was very high, and the expectations were very high. So I coached some sessions yeah. at um, at Vogue for a while. Is that probably around when you started? Literally right around when I started. It yeah. was to help cover That's the how games. We met. Yeah. And even though we were part time covering for a couple of weeks, is we went through the full um, like onboarding, and which is obviously you'd expect if you're letting someone teach your classes. But like the details, even in the onboarding for that, just to do cover weeks of class cover, was impressive. And it was yeah. a and those guys obviously have a very good business approach to running this. And then, like I said, other gyms have bought in athletes and the athletes don't want to work. They just want to train. Yeah. So and you can't run a business that way. No, absolutely not. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Vogue have had that in the past where some athletes have come over and not wanted to work. Yeah. But they haven't lasted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think, you know, maybe there was a bit of an element of luck in the, the guys that they got. But also, I think, you know, they, they had a really good filter system of like. Yeah. And I know, think all checking, the, the people, sure. from what I can see, as I, I met Elliot the day he came to the UAE. Um, he moved over and he came through Dubai and did a drop in. And I remember he was a kid. I yeah, don't know how old he was. So he was 20 when he moved over the day or after or that day, it was his birthday, he's okay. 21st. Because we were working with yeah. a lad over in um, in Lyspark and Elliot knew Sam, this guy we were working with. So he said, I'm in the country, can I come in? I remember he was doing um, jerks off of blocks and we didn't have blocks. So he did like this whole boxing and just remember seeing his work ethic back then as a 20 year old before yeah. he was even a games athlete, yeah. even back then. So I remember, yeah, it's funny. Well, it's, it's, you know what's funny about Elliot is um, like he's so methodical, he's so disciplined, mm. like with everything he does and like his food he eats, his uh, his training, his warm up, his cool downs, like everything. And you know that's part of Jamie Green's success is like him being with her so often and just instilling those things. I think as well has really helped her. Yeah, I'm sure. But um, I just remember him telling me a story about when he first started CrossFit. His mum brought him in because he was playing rugby union, right? Yeah. Uh, and he had a running worker. I think he ran around the corner and sat down for a while and then came back in. <laughs> so you know, it's funny how far you can actually come with a bit of discipline um, and doing the work. Oh, but yeah, it's so. quite funny. I'm yeah, it's good. I won't lie, I've probably done that before. Yeah, oh, mate, how many all when we first started out? I can't, when I, was remember, fit? I can't remember an example, but I've probably done that many times. <laughs> um, That's funny. I want to get into sort of talking about training and stuff, but before we do that, I want to talk more about you as a, a coach, kind of like now. Um, talk us through what is it you enjoy and what elements of coaching do you enjoy the most and kind of what your areas of expertise are. Obviously, this is, I'm, I want to do this because I want to showcase you to our community, but also to find yeah. out more about you and what your interests are specifically in coaching. What do you enjoy the most? What areas of coaching do you enjoy? Yeah. Most. So, I mean, like... I just said the same question yeah, three different ways. Like, yeah, four ways. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just which, which what do one you do I enjoy answer? the most? <laughs> <laughs> uh, personally, I just love like pure CrossFit, you know, like you do some strength or you do some gymnastics and then you do a condi conditioning piece that has those things in the, you know, some weightlifting, some barbell movement with uh, gymnastics in there and some sort of cardiovascular stuff, maybe not running because I hate running. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there with the rise crew. Jeez. But you, you, did, you did some Ironman training for a little bit. What's that? You did some endurance training for a little bit. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so basically the last like year, I've kind of had to you know refocus on what i actually enjoy and um and it's and not iron man no it's not <laughs> iron man it's definitely not insurance oh my good god so you know what it's funny i uh i had to i had to really reach out to a few people to to help get myself back on track and one of those people was marcus smith oh yeah amazing guy absolute beast as well um and very smart businessman but he helped me with like my mentality you okay. know like like how to actually get back into it and enjoy it 
And I actually said to him, like, because I was because I was around a few guys who had wanted to do endurance work, mm. you know, Ironmans and triathlons and stuff. And I just got it in my head that yeah, that was what's going to get me across the line. I'm just going to sign up for this event, and I'll love the process again <laughs> it was so far from the truth and he told me that he was just like listen mate that's just a band-aid it ain't gonna fix anything like come on like get your head screwed on you need to go back and enjoy the process and at the time i probably didn't take it on board as much as i should because okay. i signed up for an iron man <laughs> and i started training for that and i trained probably for like maybe two months okay. maybe you know, like, and that even then that was loose. Like that was like some mornings I'd sleep in and not do my run or something <laughs> like that. And I just didn't enjoy the process, you know, like I thought I was starting to enjoy it, but then I'd go back to like, oh, I'm not actually enjoying it, you know, because it was new. I was like doing it for a month and doing it solid. And then as soon as it kind of came back to, you know what, I'm actually not really enjoying these long hour, two hour, three hour runs. Yeah. That's not fun for me. No. Um I, I really dropped off and so I, I didn't really train. So for the last nine months, I literally haven't trained much. Uh, it's only really been since I've like made the conscious effort to train with others and uh, do CrossFit, which is what I kind of like fell in love with in the fitness industry, um, that I've actually started to train again and be consistent. And kind of the fact that I knew I was coming to base, I was like, geez, I can't be this pathetic coach who can't even lift a barbell. <laughs> so i kind of have been training pretty hard for the last three months okay yeah so i've been doing crossfit and that's what i've, I've found that i really enjoy like i love just the elements like all thrown in there like i said weightlifting gymnastics and that cardio stuff that right. helps keep you fit um you know strong agile all that stuff you know so that's what that's what i found has really kind of helped me and that's in my training as, that's you as a as an athlete as an athlete yeah what about as a coach what was it that drew you to crossfit listen probably the exact same, same thing. things like to be honest like i love i love having that knowledge and that skill set to teach anyone anything like i wouldn't say i'm specifically good at teaching someone gymnastics i wouldn't say i'm specifically good at teaching someone weightlifting versus anything else mm. but i can do all of those things for sure you know like i i know how to move really well in each of those disciplines and I know how to coach someone to move really well in each of those disciplines yeah. so I would say that like my favorite thing to coach is CrossFit you know I love teaching someone to clean I love teaching someone how to do a pull up um, and how to move better in burpees or on the bike or whatever it might be um, and I really enjoy it and I also you know it's funny like programming and, and you'd get the same feeling I'm sure programming you kind of like sit down you go over okay what would work and, and what should this B, and then you're like oh wow that looks like a really fun workout mm. i want to do that now yeah. <laughs> and that's what i enjoy as well like teaching someone what i love is it, just like really beneficial for me at least yeah i i went through some work with a mentor a couple months um, maybe a year ago and um they'd said they'd poked on me as, as to like trying to find my why for why i want to do this coaching thing and i was just like oh it's like want to help people and da 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 and then when you go through like the layers and they do the whole like seven whys yeah. why 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 and they get down to it is for me is it's very I get a lot of personal satisfaction like it makes me happy when something that I have thought of or learned or created or given to someone improves their training yeah helps someone else and it took and it was quite it was quite an obvious one when you say it like that it doesn't sound very for me at the time when I said that it sounded very selfish and I was just like oh but that's about me it's just like well why would you do anything for anyone but yourself if you're not looking after yourself what how are you gonna look after anybody else yeah. and they and the had to kind of like write your why down and it was like I get satisfaction out of seeing people benefit from knowledge that was shared with them yeah and that was it for me and I was just like oh so now it's much more fulfilling when I'm coaching because I know I'm going to get the satisfaction like if you're working through someone and they PR their lift is yeah before that would be cool but now I know that this is going to make me happy if someone PRs or if I'm writing programming I, I'm putting so much more effort into writing programming now or trying to be a lot not more creative because you're not just making it random shit but yeah it's a lot more gratifying writing programming because I know if it works, it's going to make me really happy that that helps someone. I completely agree. I mean, like I'm the same thing. I do a lot of programming for individual clients and, um, you're right like seeing them PR seeing them succeed you kind of like you feel a bit selfish in yeah, the fact yeah. that you're like wow that's all me you know For it's sure. not obviously all me but it's like yeah. that helps me really like focus and continue to do what I love uh, which is like you know pretty much CrossFit um, fully so no I agree with that completely something yeah. you said before about 
um, well, I don't know if we actually did say, maybe I just thought it, um, is <laughs> like when you look at a CrossFit, they're not going to be the best runner, they're not going to be the best lifter, they're not going to yeah. be the best gymnast, but if you did all three tests, they'd probably average out the best athlete across all three tests. I think it's the same for coaching, right? If you yeah. had a weightlifting coach to be a much better weightlifting coach, you had a gymnastics coach to be a much better gymnastics coach, would the gymnastist be able to teach running drills as good as you can teach weightlifting drills and et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. And I find that, like, I often get, um, like, I'm going to say intimidated for lack of a better word, speaking to people who are specialists as a CrossFit coach, because I'm a CrossFit coach. Like, yeah. I'm a, I'd say I'm a, a strength and conditioning is my specialty, but I'm a, I'm a CrossFit coach. I have been for years. So when you speak to people who are like, pure like I don't know aesthetic coaches or nutrition coaches or physios that have an area where they're an expert you kind of go into that conversation a little bit reserved like you don't want to say anything stupid in front of that person <laughs> yeah, because absolutely. that's the area where they're going to jam yeah. but then that person knows nothing about energy system training or weightlifting progressions or yeah. stuff like that and it's kind of cool to to think of yourself having that skill set of being like yeah I'm not going to be the best coach at any one of these things but I'll probably be a best coach at the average of that thing compared to an expert yeah absolutely and I totally agree but I think the thing that you know, I'm really loving um, since I've been coaching. It is like in vogue and and now even in base is the fact that yeah, you know what? We might not specialize in weightlifting. We not might not specialize in gymnastics. Like you said, we got a we got a good range of them all, mm. but we are actually like progressing to being a specialist at this and at this and at this. So we're studying more, we're learning, we're doing things like yeah. I want to do a nutrition course so that I actually can be a specialist in that. For sure. Um, I did a weightlifting course so that I actually know what I'm talking about more so, you know, not just doing a CrossFit course and, and having that general broad um, awareness of what weightlifting is and how to teach it, but having a specific, you mm. know, course done so that I know more so about what it is obviously it takes years of doing that discipline to, yeah. to build that but more so having that knowledge as well to then like you said not feel as intimidated going into a conversation with, with specialist. a specialist yeah i think as well the your if you're more well-rounded as a as a coach as you would be if you're an athlete is your ability to uh, adapt and adjust to things you're not as experienced in is higher so let's say massively if you understand the, that just sums up crossfit yeah exactly right just as an athlete would yeah. you can say the same as a coach if you understand the basic concepts of weightlifting gymnastics endurance training strength training nutrition yeah then you can apply the principles if you understand the principles of one you can better utilize those to apply those to another like if yeah. you're a crossfit uh, you're a weight you're a crossfitter that's weightlifting you understand core to extremity when you're weightlifting trying to learn that turnover and a muscle up and keep tension is going to be easier for you than it is for a weightlifter to learn a muscle up yeah for sure so, yeah yeah sure. i totally agree and and that's something that i think is really cool about crossfit and about like teaching it i've never know? ever thought about that as it from a coach perspective either yeah which is the first time i've ever thought about that yeah right makes on. so much sense <laughs> um, all right, this, uh, we were talking the other day about uh, training mentality. I think this is very mm. interesting. And I've had a couple of questions, people talking about you behind your back, going, Why is, oh, how is Tyler so good at this? And how is he so good at this? And da 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 da. And just, I think it's cool, it's very cool uh, to have fresh blood in the gym and someone yeah. training hard and someone who moves really, really well mm. and to be a very good example of what's possible if you train hard and whatever. But um, people just like, oh, how do you move that fast? Or how do you do that? So obviously you've come from, and I've, I've said, oh, you've, you've A, you've been doing it for a long time. B, um, been doing it surrounded by very decent level athletes and that's a great way to build a very good uh, mentality and approach to training to take it very seriously. But what would you say are kind of different things that differentiate your approach to training versus someone who doesn't have any experience or what tips could you share with people for yeah. specifically around like we said mindset but yeah. been, just in general, training, also, general yeah. yeah yeah i mean like so i kind of started out probably when i was at noosa like cross at noosa uh doing like my first open um <laughs> the coaches there were just like like the head coach woogie uh he was just like like what are you why are you resting like you're just being a pussy <laughs> <laughs> literally he's just like what are you doing you've just been a big pussy like pick up that wall wall or whatever like keep moving and and that kind of like started that mindset of like you know what yeah i am i'm just being a big girl like come on i can move like, i can continue to move like, i'm not dead did did you die you know what i mean did, did you die but did you die um so it kind of maybe started there and then moving to to vogue um the the athletes they're just insane you know they don't know 
what stop is yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean they just constantly keep going um and and so like i think training with ant was unbelievable because he would always like absolutely obliterate me i was this young 20 21 year old and uh and he was obviously a few years older than me but he was an athlete an absolute beast and he would obliterate me like absolutely crush me in each workout and i just try and chase him or like keep up with him and uh and so it was always that like chasing mentality mm. um and i think if you are the best in the gym it's probably not so much of a chasing or being chased, you know? So like you obviously want someone up the back of the end, yeah. like trying to push you so that you don't let them in front of you. You just keep moving forward. So I think that's where it comes from is like hard work pays off, like watching all these guys come through. Um, something that I've struggled with is consistency. And I think that's like a major thing to help you with headspace is yeah. if you're not consistent and you come in one day it's and then you miss a, a week and it's always going to be a struggle because you're always not going to be as fit as you should be to help you push. Like, you know what you come in after six months of not training, of course you're going to be resting. <laughs> you're going to need to rest. It's and not it's mentality. Gonna that's going to get you through. You know, you've capable of exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's how you get rabda, right? Yeah. <laughs> you just go too yeah. hard and you Rabbit. don't know. But um, yeah, I would say like being around those athletes or being around people who constantly are trying to push themselves to the next level um, and being able to like witness that really helped me grow with my mentality and my mindset and also enjoying what I'm doing now more so. Cool. I think like before, if you're not enjoying it, of course you're going to find excuses to rest. It's of course very you're gonna... hard to commit. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard to commit. You're going to move slower because you're just like, oh, I don't really enjoy this. This is crap. Like on my running, I'm going to just move at the pace I can breathe at <laughs> rather than going until I can't breathe. And then you know what? Awesome. Done. So, uh, I've listened to a couple podcasts lately and the host has asked the guests like would you do you think a training environment is more beneficial or, or a coach and i thought and i was like hmm what would i rather have and i think i would choose environment i think uh which is as a coach i probably should be back in the other one but i think a, tra- a really you can't be a really good training environment yeah. like uh, we do train on group training on a friday on rise it's just a blast like it's fun and it's insane yeah and i find everyone works harder in that environment because everyone else is working harder and everyone else is in a good space and having a good yeah. time so even if you're and i guess the other thing as well is what you said about being if you're the fittest person in the gym you're not being chased or you're not chasing it's hard to find yeah. to push on but then there'll always be people that can push on elements so it's like exactly. i've got to be stronger than the strongest guy and faster than the fastest guy and better yeah. than the gymnast is there's yeah. all your areas to find to push so. absolutely and that's what i love about crossfit everyone yeah. has their areas that they're better in exactly and it's about being so well-rounded that you can be up with those people who are better just in gymnastics yet you are up there with them but when it comes to weightlifting they're not Whereas the weightlifting guy, you're up there with him, mm. and same with the cardio. You know, you just you got that mix, yeah. and I think that's really cool, and that's why I love you know CrossFit is just being so well rounded. Um, but like back to like that chasing others and and whatnot, an environment, and you know having a coach or or being in an environment. I would totally agree with the environment mm. one, you know, and I think that's a testament to base as well. Is like we have such a cool environment, but we've also got amazing coaches. Like you're there every day at six a.m. Mm. with the right crew even though it's not a class Mm. this is just a bunch of people coming together and you coach us Mm. do you know what i mean like that's just a testament to this facility and this uh this environment itself um so that that's what i've been really really enjoying and loving i mean it's not often that us coaches get coached and and so to be in that environment again where you're just like oh what was that like do that again (laughs) you know what i mean it's really really cool that's growing, by the way, guys. Rise is getting bigger. Yeah. More information to come on that soon. Yeah. Keen. Grow it's, it. it's been fun. But um, yeah, and I'd say for, for those who are like trying to improve their mindset is like discipline is just such a massive thing. Consistency and discipline. If you, you know, say you're going to do something, do it. It's yeah. literally is that. So yeah. if you're going to do something, do it. Yeah. If you want, and that was the uh, weekly wisdom yesterday. If you want to go and do it, go and get it. Yeah. It's, How bad do you want it? Yeah. And um I've, heard, I've seen a couple of things li- lately where people have said stuff about motivation didn't get me here. It's discipline because if you're if you're you're not going to yeah. be motivated every day, no you way. can't rely on being motivated. You're not gonna, you're never ever gonna always want to always go and do the thing you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, 
you're, but if you're disciplined, you'll do the thing you're supposed to do. Absolutely. And no one wants to, no one's going to be 100% motivated all the time to wake up at 6 and come to the gym. No, I mean, if you're disciplined, exactly. that's when you'll do it. There's so many different motivations. I and mean, it's, it's the same thing as, you know, we, when we said go into the seven whys. Mm. It's like have that why there in the back of your mind to help you, mo- help, help motivate you. For sure. You know, like, like you said, every day you're not going to wake up and feel like, oh, I want to go train. No, you're going to wake up and be like, I don't want to train mm. or I'm really sore or I'm really tired or this or that. Or there's like thousands of excuses. We hear it all the time. But it's just a matter of being like disciplined enough to go and do it. And and sometimes you might actually feel like those are the best days of training you've ever had. That has I, happened. I, yeah, yeah, I know what happens to me. I wake up and I'm like, I really don't want to train. Like the other day, yeah. <laughs> I literally said to you, yeah. I don't want to train. But then I was like, if I don't get up now, because I'm so tired, if I don't get up now and I come in and I train, I'm just going to feel like shit the whole day and I'm probably not going to do it and that's later on and that's discipline like you were motivated to wake up at 6 oh, no to do way that. after coming like finishing class at 9pm driving yeah. home having a shower having my food going to bed at 11 waking up at 5am to come back in I was like oh do I just turn that alarm off <laughs> And I was like, you know what? If I do, it's just going to come into the slippery slope yeah. of me doing it all the time and it's not going to benefit me at all. Like, how bad do I want it? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I want it. Yeah, <laughs> so let's it. get out of bed and let's go. Um, what about... So on a day like that, if you're not feeling it, do you ever auto-regulate and, and kind of like adjust the load? Or are you like, no, this is what's written on the board. I'm going to come in. I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think you should listen to your body mm. more so than your mind. You know, mm. like if your mind's telling you to do something, but you actually can do it, like don't be a pussy. <laughs> Are you good at doing that? Um, I would say I'm getting better. I wouldn't okay. say I'm great at it. Like, you know, the other day when I was like, ah, oh, I probably shouldn't go RX, but then you're like, you can lift that weight. Well, like, no, don't listen RX. to me. Listen to your body. <laughs> so you've got a choice. Yeah, you can listen yeah. to your mind, your body, or Craig. Don't listen yeah. to Craig. He doesn't know. <laughs> Uh, but sometimes it helps, you know, someone else telling you to do something, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I'd, I'd say I'm getting better yeah. at doing that um, and regulating because, you know what, it, when you do train with others, it's hard not to just compete. And this is something we spoke about the other day. It's hard not to just compete with others all the time. For sure. Um, because when you're training with someone, you, you're, trying to, like, yeah. you're trying to chase that's them or they're the trying to chase you. the downside of the, the environment. And I think... If you're if you're in a really experienced training environment and everyone is on the same page and like part of it will come down to the coach element of what's been prescribed for the day because we don't ha- we don't facilitate the opportunity to go hard every day. No. Some days it's like your zone two yep. and your accessory work and whatever whatever. Yeah. But if you're in a group of people who always just want to go every single day and you're like well i have to step to that because that's the environment i mean that's going to not be conducive to making progress oh, absolutely i mean like you might feel like you're always progressing but you're not really yeah. <laughs> you're holding yourself at a plateau like you, well you will get to a plateau at some point yep people didn't show up for the easy day today <laughs> yeah very quiet ch- morning always it's always the case and like but we see it was in here coaching. yesterday yeah exactly <laughs> oh this workout was brutal today i loved it blah 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 what's tomorrow oh it's a uh, zone two you know five minutes on the bike five minutes on the rower i don't need to three do that. rounds yeah i'll probably sleep in that day <laughs> yeah i think yeah oh. i think that's one thing we're trying to get the message across in here is like i know rowan's been speaking a lot of time about it and i think it depends on the caliber of athlete for sure like if you train hard five days a week one of those days should be an easy day if yeah. you do three days a week you can probably afford to make those yeah. three days hard days training so yeah, we, we get totally that agree. and it depends on the the level you're training and your frequency but i think people are, were trying to get the message across that to value less intense training or there's as much benefit and with the rise program we always try and make it so there's like three tiers of intensity across the whole week and we always operate at like an 85 percent threshold so we're never yeah well, our baseline of output is something that's sustainable. You'd always, you could do this year round and not have to take deload weeks. And yeah. then we occasionally dip slightly below and there's opportunities to go harder than that sometimes. But I think people are starting to believe that there's more benefit to training less intensely, a little bit more frequently to be able yeah. to do the hard stuff more yeah. often for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the things like, like you said, like training versus competing is completely different. Um, some days you actually need to focus on something in the workout, mm. you know, uh, like for example the the muscle up workouts the other day uh, I think it was last week like my goal obviously was I, I want to push myself every time I come in I'm not going to not push myself but the the focus of that session for me was going unbroken on the muscle ups you know like it was five reps at the start and five reps at the end of this like pyramid style uh, with a bit of rest obviously after the round but 
my goal was to stay unbroken that whole way through and I, I managed it and which is really good for me because I struggle with the volume of muscle ups mm-hmm. sometimes when it ring muscle ups in, in, in fact but um, so that was kind of like my focus for there uh, and so like it's it's important as well like not to just compete with everyone all the time and have those little focuses away from like okay what do I need to work on myself um, and in this workout specifically how can I do that yeah you know and, and I think that's as well like yeah environment wise is great but also to have that coach to be like oh okay you like you know what you struggle with what is it in this workout that you want to work on okay cool maybe this is how you do it and give them advice and tips and things like that yeah. I think that's really cool and I think that's a really good thing for people to consider as well is picking elements of a workout for example if I look at a workout like this workout for this competition on Friday I'm looking at that and like yep all those elements of that workout are good elements for me I'm gonna fucking send it and if you look at the board in the day of training and there's parts for example like if a handstand walk workout comes up for me I know I'm not gonna go full send on the elements before the handstand walk because i want to be able to practice the handstand walk yeah. and understanding what areas are going to be beneficial for you to approach as training versus competing and going into like like and even we, you could add another term the training think tank guys use this one is there's training there's testing and then there's competing and then training is your sub maximal will say with the intention of improving your ability to do those movements exercises or improve that energy system whereas testing would be a full effort and then competing would be like a strategic, strategic approach to try and get yeah. the best possible outcome. So I'm trying to be Tyler in a workout in the open. I'm going to probably break workout, break sets of toes about more than I should to be able to survive longer to get a better score. Yeah. Versus when we're talking about testing, it's like how hard can you push yourself to get the best, not the best score, but the, the best training adaptation or the most accurate test of what a maximal effort is. Yeah. And then training is going to be the best way to create an adaptation to improve on that movement. So then that's like a little bit less intensity or full intensity than like a 110% effort. Yeah. And if you're doing that 110% effort all the time, just trying to beat people every day, you're probably going to end up picking up injuries, not making as much progress and then burning out and not enjoying it as much. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like injuries are some of the biggest killers, right? You yeah. know, to consistency, yeah. you just can... Like, I mean, some people just don't find ways to work around their injuries, even though there is ways, but obviously not working at that intensity. Yeah. You, know? you don't know that like, like 25, you don't know what it's like. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I've, I'm, I've had an injury once, I think. <laughs> I've got old man hips now. I'm 31 going on 52. Um, yeah, all right. Well, else, Tyler? I think that was, thanks for coming and jumping on. Yeah, you are. I enjoyed it. Thanks for just fun. giving me an hour of your time. What, um, what do you want to leave the good people with? Uh, stay consistent. Work hard, dedication, not motivation. Get after it. I dig it. Um, yeah, Tyler. Tyler's uh, been a great addition to the team. We're loving having uh, his skills being uh, added to our team skills and, and and what is it? Raising the tide? No, raising tide. Lifting the boat. We'll there call it go. lifting the boat. Yeah, um, yeah Tyler's uh, available for PT programming. Any help, any questions you've got about anything uh, training related that you want to ask Tyler, then definitely get in touch with Tyler uh, and, and hit him up for that stuff. And Absolutely. I'm pretty sure everyone would have met him by now. It's been a month. I it's hope been so. a month, yeah. If there's any of you that haven't, then make sure you come and say hi. He's a pretty friendly dude. Friendly enough. Yes. <laughs> Sweet, guys. Have a good, have a great weekend and we'll see you next see week. See you next time.